Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform. For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples. If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more, go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking forward to seeing and working with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Stephen Mark here from the D2C Podcast. Good to be with you guys today. It's a wonderful fall day over where we're at, and we're told we don't have many left, so we're enjoying them where we can. Hope you guys are <laughs> having a good week wherever you're at. Um, we have got uh, a submission from a listener this week that we wanted to address. Uh, we get a lot of questions these days on the podcast, and we appreciate the feedback because we we like to make these, these episodes about what you guys want to talk about. Um, so uh, our, our request here comes uh, from a listener, and I'll just go ahead and kind of read briefly what she sent us, and uh, then we will we'll talk about it. Uh, let's see. In fact, I will. Well, let's see. Probably just paraphrasing. Paraphrase it. Yeah, let's just paraphrase it. Why would we do that? Yep. So, yep. so long story short, we had a listener who wrote in where uh, uh, her husband's porn addiction was disclosed uh, earlier in the, in the early part of this year. She just found out about it. Uh, there had been a lot of uh, years, you know, well over a decade, more or less, of there being a problem that she had recognized. And this is pretty typical of a lot of the wives that we work with, right? Even though they may not know about the pornography or about the other sexual compulsive, sexually compulsive issues going on, they can tell, they can feel something's off, right? He's withdrawn, he's isolated, there, there's just a shift in personality, very common. So anyway, long story short, they kind of have gone through this process. And, and as they've been working on their recovery work together, at one point in time, some time ago, he went through and, and more or less disclosed, after her finding out some new information, disclosed a lot of really detailed information about some new forms of acting out that she doesn't go into detail about um, that carried a lot of detail and were very damaging for her to hear. Um, he got really honest with her and, and kind of put that all out there. And, and they, you know, kind of started to move forward. They've done some other things in recovery since, um, of late, she's been asking questions about that or referencing back to those times where he made those quote unquote confessions. And he has more or less said he has no recollection, right. Of, of these events that doesn't recall hearing or, or saying those things to her, doesn't recall the events ever happening is, is not even kind of in a place where to him that those, those things never even took place. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, right. This, this awesome wife is, is probably really feeling very confused 
And, and, you know, that betrayal trauma we so often talk about on here, that insanity that spouses of, of guys and, and other, and there are other, and other partners going through this process that they go through, um, you know, that insanity is just amplified for her. And so she kind of ends uh, with, uh, let's see, I feel he has blocked this part, this part of the betrayal out in order to block some guilt. But uh, so was it that? Or, or that, or that he maybe is simply just lying now because he has shame for those specific acts. And then she just asks us, you know, do you have any advice or thoughts on where that happens? And do, have we seen that before? Mm. Mark, I know we have a lot to say about that. Oh man. Well, this is a, this is a, so here's the tough part about this. And this is the proverbial gaslighting insanity trap. Yeah. And, um, so here's how it goes. You're, you have some intuition as a spouse. You can, you either know stuff's been going on or you sense it's been going on. You start to see signs. Uh, maybe your, maybe your partner begins to be open and vulnerable about some things, but is hiding other things. Maybe there's points of honesty, but then it seems like he, he or she backtracks mm-hmm. and now in, starts hiding again. And you start thinking to yourself, what is real? What is not real? Am I going crazy here? Right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there right now and just talk really raw about, about what I did in my addiction years in to deal with my stuff and how it made my wife feel crazy. So we, as addicts, when we, when we start to quote, come to ourselves, where we realize that the behaviors we're engaged in are destructive. This isn't really who I am. This isn't what I want this is starting to create some really severe problems in my marriage, in my career, in my family relationships, and my well-being, right? Whatever it is, you get to the place like this has got to change. I just can't keep doing this. Or you got caught and you, you were confronted and said, look, you either change or we're done or you change or you're fired. Whatever event it is that brings you as an, as an addict to the place of change, you now start to go into a big old battle with your, your ego addict brain. Yeah. And you go, you, I, I call it um, shifting back and forth in between Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde, right? I, I seem to get some reason. I'm honest. I, I, I can feel myself getting into a decent place. And then I backtrack. And now the ego takes over. So this happened with me and my wife. And she would start to confront me or start to get raw and honest about what she was sensing, or she'd see me scanning in public, or she'd catch me on my computer, you know, with pornography or whatever. And so I would, I would temporarily, and I, and I, I really enunciate that temporarily feel motivated to change. Mm -hmm. So I would get super raw and honest with her and I would cry tears and I would divulge, you know, secret stuff that I had been hiding because I just had to get it off my shoulders and then a day later, well, <laughs> I was just going laughing because an hour later or a day or a week or whatever, I would have second thoughts. Didn't I laugh. would regret having been so raw and honest. <clears throat> so what would I do? I would begin to go into gaslighting. Oh, you know what? You remember when I told you that thing the other day? You know, I was just really emotional that day. And that really, you know, that really wasn't accurate. It's not as bad as what I was describing to you. So I would go into minimizing, diminishing, right? Rationalizing. That was a tactic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would just go bat crap lying. It's like, 
I don't know what you're talking about, sweetheart. That I think you heard me wrong. Or, yeah. right, here comes the massive gaslighting. I used all kinds of tactics like that because, so let's get raw and honest. If you're listening and you're caught in addiction right now and you're experiencing some of this, part of me would freak out. Whoa, are you telling me that you're actually like considering changing and like leaving behind your favorite drug of choice, your go-to place to self-soothe, medicate, and feel awesome, incredibly amazing when your life is out of control and you're going to give that up? Oh, mm. hell no. <laughs> now here come the ego tactics. Oh, sweet. I don't know, sweetheart. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Or, yeah, I, I just was really exaggerating. This, that really didn't happen. Or go back into total hiding and total stealth mode. Uh-huh. I mean, I could spend, you know, three hours on this podcast talking about all the tactics Mark used when his addict brain freaked out that he might leave the addiction behind. Yeah. yeah. So this goes on all the time. Yes. And, well, and if I, if I chimed in, yeah. it'd be six hours long. <laughs> six <laughs> hours long. Because you're right. I mean, we but here's, the, here's the hard part. There are those rare, rare, rare circumstances where really extreme shame that is often triggered from childhood abuse, PTSD. This guy could have, in a rare, rare scenario, have had actual amnesia, where the shame of disclosing all of his behaviors was so immensely disturbing to his psyche that he just blocked it out. Yeah. That is remotely possible. Yes. And herein comes the gaslighting and the insanity. What if, as I, I, I as a spouse, what if that were true? And That's he's true. actually telling the truth. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm falsely accusing him. Oh, shoot. Right? Here it comes. Here comes the craziness. Yeah. That's how we as addicts gaslight people because we know we can cause doubt. We know if there's a sliver of a, of a possibility that Mark could be telling the truth. And my wife's going to go, Ooh, do I push this? What if he's actually being, what if he's being truthful now? Oh my gosh, I've damaged him. And I, I I'm in the wrong be that naggy wife, and- naggy wife. And Oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, yeah. So what do you do with this? Well, it's a, it is, <laughs> it's, it's complicated, right? Oh, because, man. Like said, I mean, in theory, what's being described is possible. And Really, a good way to probably talk about this is this is kind of a subset of a bigger problem that we see a lot. I, I've worked with several couples that immediately come to mind over the years where, you know, because of because of logistical timeframes, right? Uh, because this this thing was concealed or hidden for so long, right, and has mm-hmm. gone on for so much time. I have worked with guys where I can tell that they're doing good recovery work based on our time together. And observing the other things we'll talk about in a second, but they legitimately just cannot remember the exact timeline of how things happened, right? They have forgotten certain details. Yeah. This instance or that instance or, right. you know, which, and this is really sad to say, but with extensive histories, which ha- affair happened when, you know, or yep. before, after another. Yep. What and, order did it take place? Who was it? What was their name? Where was yeah. it? That can all become very, very gobbled and confused and, you know, thrown together. Yes. And you can imagine this is very similar to what we're describing here, right? It's a different potential cause, but it's the same concept where a wife who has been gaslit and lied to and minimized and 
you know, she's lived in this crazy world of down is up and up is down for years and years, right? Why that is to say that that's frustrating for a betrayed spouse is like, oh my gosh, understatement. Yeah. It's like, great. Now I'm supposedly getting real quote unquote accountability, but he can't even actually tell me, you know, oh, here he goes again. He just can't remember, you know, and that is really hard to navigate as a therapist. It's really hard to navigate in the recovery process. Super hard um, because you don't know whether he's in complete denial and he's just checking the boxes to just go along and he's not really in this at all. Yes. Or because it was just such a jumble and a mess that he really is confused in his own brain. Um, I will tell you, and this is going to be hard for some guys to hear, but I'm going to tell you, I had severe addiction for three decades, more than 30 years. It begins to take a cognitive toll. Yeah. You begin to damage your brain. I mean, let's just be honest. There were ways that I did cause harm to my own brain. And now have I been able to go through a healing process over, over the years of my recovery? Yes, I have. But I'm going to tell you for a while, I started to get, it started to get pretty scary. Yeah. Like we're talking like sort of uh, Alzheimer's type um, symptoms, not remembering things, confused, right? You're like, okay, something's happened. My brain is like short circuiting. Yeah. I did bring that on myself. Yes. And so that definitely, definitely can be part of this. I'll tell you what concerns me about this, this, um, this gal's description. No recollection, right? He comes out after after uh, more than a decade of secrecy and gives details about what he did. And then a few months later says, none of that happened at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. No, absolutely. And, and it, you know, it is so hard. And there's so much to say about this. These podcasts, they go so quick. I know. Um, you know, and again, only if there was a place where we talk about these things, you know, in detail and really break them down and have interactive experiences with our listeners. Oh, you mean like dare to connect now? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, Guys, is, as you, as you probably heard before, we do offer a current program. that has been up and running for about six months called dare to connect. We get raw and honest with, with couples, addicts and spouses. We do a group for each of those, uh, a, a, a support session for each of those every week. In addition to some special sessions in between, over different topics. Um, we interact with clients. We answer questions. We really are able to tackle these issues in a forum that we can't on a podcast. Uh, so we would love to have you join us. There's a free trial. You can connect yourself with the, with uh, on that and, and look more into it at uh, daretoconnectnow.com. Um, so uh, there's the shameless plug for today. Uh, <laughs> but, well, uh, but it does, but you know, if we were to kind of give some quick thoughts, right. Yep. To, yep. To really what do you, we could banter back and forth all oh, yeah. along about who's telling the truth. Who's not, what's accurate. What's not, is he, is his brain really shot to crap? So he can't remember thing or not. Yes. But what do you, there, what do you do? So this is applicable for every spouse, it, virtually every spouse in my experience in this process it is totally natural for the human brain following betrayal to try to remap out new reality. And oftentimes that comes with a really strong push and urge to try to map out the details, not just of where we're at now, but as a part of that, to try to map out every detail from the past. And the details from the past are absolutely critical and important to recovery. Um, they absolutely are. But we do. there has to be a recognition that in our experience, Finding safety in the details, there there is a ceiling to that, and it will only take you so far as right. far as recovery goes. 
long-term real recovery will take things like that and build on that base and, and comes from being able to adopt and recognize kind of an overview bird's eye global view of, of his recovery efforts and the changes that you are seeing as a spouse across the board. One of the things that we, we talk about in our, in, in dare to connect oftentimes is that one of the, one of the things that is most difficult for an addict to fake is actual insight into something, right? Any, any, anyone can list off a, a checklist of things that they did for recovery today. You know, I went to my meeting or I went to this or I did this or I saw my therapist. Anyone can do that. Right. But it's, it's that versus versus a spouse being able to say, you know, I went to my meeting tonight and somebody shared about this and it, you know, for me brought up a new sense of gratitude for your willingness to work with me on this. Right. Or whatever the case may be, we could give examples, example, right. But but you want to be looking at everything from sobriety, right. To his openness around topics like, like this one, if you bring up and you say, you said these things, does he immediately get defensive and reactive? Is he willing to entertain the possibility that maybe that did happen? Right. Is he, is he open to new information? Is he willing to explore the pain with you? Is he still getting defensive? Is he developing out coping skills? Right. All of those things taken into account. That is where you're going to find that long-term safety and or, or insight into should I stay or should we not? Right. When it comes to this relationship. Right. So what's his level of willingness, openness? Is he getting raw and real and authentic? Right. Can he vocalizes emotions. Can he can he sit with you when you're saying hard things? Can he sit in the pain? Is he able to empathize? Is he able to explore hard things with you? Is he able to share what he's actually learning and how he's growing? Right. Is he able to, to talk? If you ask him on the spot, what's something you learned in your journaling last night? Is he able to answer you? Or yeah. be able to say, you know what? That's a great question. Let me go grab it and I'll share it with you. Right. right? Those are all hallmarks of, of good recovery that are much more difficult to fake than. I mean, at, by this point, to say talk is cheap is also the world's biggest understatement, right? So you want to be that those are the actions we look to. Yep. Talk is cheap. Show me. And that's how you can start to look at these difficult situations, right? Is, is, is he actually telling the truth about not remembering? Does he have something legitimately going on psychologically or, or neuroscientifically? Okay. That might, that's important to, to try to get to the roots of, but how does it match up to his behaviors? Yes. What is he doing right now? Is there willingness, leaning in, sitting with you in your pain? Is he changing? Is he working? Is he all in? Yes, absolutely. Right? That's how you start to know if this other thing, what it is or isn't, is how does it stack up against all this other stuff that he's doing or not doing? Yes, absolutely. Really important to look at that. For sure. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks so much for letting us be with you today. Uh, we appreciate, as always, you guys reaching out and asking questions. Please keep sending them, sending them to us. Uh, you're welcome to send questions over at, uh, if you head to our, our the podcast website, uh, over at uh, pbscpodcast.com. There's a contact form on there. We'd love to hear from you and address uh, your issues. And so appreciate being in, in this fight with you for your marriages, for connection, for recovery, and, and for sobriety. So, Yep, we'll see you next time on PBSE. Have a great week. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.